Chapter 15 of California Desert Trails by Joseph Smeaton Chase. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 15 A Desert Ride Warner Springs to Agua Caliente. There is not much of attraction at Warner Springs. A pathetic interest, however, hangs about the row of adobe cottages now used to house visitors who come in summer for the medicinal baths. I felt inclined to refuse payment for baths to the present owners and hand over my two bits per tub to the first Indian I might meet. Such of the old houses have not been put to use are far on the road to the quick obliteration that awaits any neglected building of adobe. The church was still intact as regards walls, but cracks were starting and the roof was fast going to pieces. Inside, paltry tourists have scratched their names and stray prospectors, like my poet, camp in corners and fry sacrilegious flapjacks at the Padre's fireplace in the tiny vestry adjoining. Footnote. Recently, a year or so after the time of my visit, I received from the Reverend Father Doyle, priest of the mission of San Antonio at Pala, where the dispossessed Indians of Warners now live, an invitation to attend the reopening and dedication of the old church. By the Father's energy, the building has been acquired, repaired, and restored to the use of such few of the Indian parishioners as remain within reach. In footnote. The ranch takes its name from one John or Jonathan Warner, a native of Connecticut to whom it was granted by the Mexican government a few years before the cession of California to the United States. Of him, little is remembered beyond the legend that, to his intimates, he was Juan Largo, Long John. To others, it was ever Don Juan, a vaguely interesting item. The original adobe ranch house has wholly vanished. Its site was pointed out to me by a Vulcan Indian who remembers it well. In Warner's days, it formed a halfway house between Yuma and the young pueblo de Nuestra Señora de la Reina de los Angeles, and was far the farthest outpost of civilization, indeed of humanity in this direction, being the first house met after leaving Yuma, well over a hundred miles away. Warner's Ranch is, today, a vast cattle range. Leagues of sweet grass with shade and ample water make it a stockman's paradise. There are wide stretches of arable land besides, and ere long, no doubt, the real estate dealer will adjudge it ripe for his little schemes. A town site will be platted. The truthful folder will cast its net. Free excursions, perhaps barbecue, will draw the trustful sucker gently in. And Warners will proudly join the march of progress. I stayed for two days, by which time I had cleared the store of its fruits and vegetables. Then, bidding goodbye to McSandy, I again turned my face desertwards. The forest fire that I had seen burning on the western edge of the ranch had been put out, but another had started in the Laguna Mountains to the southeast. I had meant to take that country on my way in order to get as much as possible of mountain pleasures before tackling the long desert stretches that lay ahead. This now was barred, and I viewed the distant column of smoke with no little disgust. For hours I rode south and east through the great valley, the summer-yellowed grass varied with dark clustering oaks and islands of aromatic brush. From these came the shouts of those jolly pirates, the stellar jays, or the guffaws of red-headed blackbirds, like laughter holding both his sides. 
nearing the eastern edge of the ranch patches of cactus and catcloth met us with reminders that beyond the next ridge stretched the thorny dreary desert as i ate lunch beside a spring under a hillside oak thoughts of the torturing heat of coming noonday camps would intrude but i turned my eyes to the pine-clad heights and reveled in draught after draught of the cool pure liquid tinkling by at arm's length i diverged here to call on an old acquaintance whom i had last known as a vaquero on a ranch a few miles to the south he had now given hostages to fortune and was established as a cattleman on his own account i came to his place about evening and met a hearty welcome it was amusing to see how the family man had qualified the cowboy of a year or two before and to note the air mingling the old and new with which my friend ruled what he termed his outfit the baby was addressed in a dialect quite unlike the orthodox more in the roaring camp or circle bar vein a special event was the young lady's first appearance on horseback this at the age of twelve weeks i think beats anything offered in circuses the cowboy's liking for unlimited range was illustrated by my friend's complaint that newcomers were crowding him out a neighbor a mile away in one direction and another four miles off in the other were the grounds of objection and the road was getting to be a dern boulevard there were two fellows went by yesterday as this is the main route from warner's to borrego springs i hoped the swelling tide of travel might brighten the lot of that little devonshire woman down in the lonesome valley a road runs southeasterly from warner's along the flank of the vulcan mountain and by it i took my way next day toward the desert it is the old warner's pass route between desert and coast by this trail came general kearney and his dragoons with kit carson in company on his long march in eighteen forty six for the conquest of california and it was from warner's ranch that he advanced to the battle not much more than a skirmish of san pasqual thirty miles to the west where he met defeat at the hands of the despised californians under andreas pico later in the early years of american rule this was the route to the butterfield overland stages which carried mails and passengers between st louis and san francisco on a bi-weekly schedule with twenty-one days for running time too soon the oaks were left behind and with them went the shade the road trended steadily down and already the desert seemed to be sucking my vital juices before us opened the san felipe valley midway between mountains and desert and showing the characteristic features of both the moving specks on the gray expanse were cattle for it was still stockman's country though rainfall here is unreliable and disaster often points the moral of the cattleman's besetting temptation overstocking the range an old pioneer wilson by name keeps a pretense of a store on this road about midway between warner's and the san felipe as a store it is merely a joke and i take its real purpose to be that of a trap to detain passers-by until the old fellow has satisfied his curiosity he is the antiquity of the region but unfortunately is so deaf that conversation short of roaring was impossible the process of business is simple the customer walks about and collects what he needs if he can find it from the all but empty shelves while the old gentleman hobbles close behind and keeps the reckoning 
a cluster of decaying adobes at the foot of the mountain marked the deserted village of the san felipe indians this small rancheria shared the fate of the aguacaliente village when the warner indians were evicted fifteen years ago one or two families whose instinct for the old home was too strong to be defeated still live about the locality a few miles farther on i met a little procession of three wagons on the seat of the first were two indian women one was driving the other held upright a small wooden cross in the bed of the wagon was a child's coffin roughly made and unpainted the other wagons held indian men women and children some of whom carried withered flowers and greenery it was the funeral of a san felipe boy on its way to the old burying ground the sad-eyed women the lonely road the sun the dust the old universal errand brought home to me a sense of gratitude in our common humanity and as i stood uncovered i claimed the indian child for flesh of my flesh spirit of my spirit in no empty phrase my little brother it was past noon when we came to the san felipe ranch house the old picturesque house of adobe which i knew twenty years before had been replaced by a pretentious building that was out of keeping with its surroundings the owner seldom visits a place which is left to the management of teodoro the indian vaquero with a caretaker for the house i bought some hay for coia and camped near the house the night was enlivened by episodes between the coyotes and the ranch dogs bones the greyhound and mage a mongrel bo wo bones went the coyote in derisive chorus ending with howls of laughter then may a age ya may a age and again fits of maudlin glee out would charge bones and the major with robustious challenge but the enemy with no stomach for close quarters were off like the wind they were back like the wind too to break out again the moment the dogs settled down which they chose to do close by my sleeping quarters from the san felipe two roads go to the desert one continuing down the valley the other which i took climbing the shoulder of a mountain to the south and making a circuit behind it in a rincon or elbow at the foot of the base lay the hamlet of banner a place of some repute thirty years ago when with the mountain town of julian a few miles to the west it was the centre of a lively mining region now the population could be counted on the fingers of one hand the only inhabitant i saw seemed to typify the place an old old man bent and silent who crept to and fro on the veranda of an echoing hotel the trail here turned eastward making a sharp ascent as usual the change of altitude was at once registered in the vegetation sizable bushes took the place of low and scanty brush tall yucca spears appeared their creamy candle flames now long burned out then live oaks began to spot the pale slopes with blots of umber shafts of old mines were numerous and here and there stood decrepit cabins long unused surrounded with a litter of rusty shovels drills and crowbars and specimens of mineral on a shoulder of the mountain i came upon the remains of a once notable mine the ranchita the machinery was still in place and the ten stamp battery stood open-jawed as if begging once more for a meal of pay-rock there was something ghostly about the place the engines the complexity of pipes shafts and belts the assaying room with its furnace retorts and regiments of bottles 
all had a look of tragedy as if some deed of horror had occurred and caused the whole crew men and masters to drop their business on the word and flee the place forever a spring of good water and a few old fruit trees made an inviting halting place i had put kooia to graze on a precious scrap of grass and sat down to my lunch when a man on horseback came clattering down the trail it is an event to meet anyone on these scantily traveled paths so to stop and compare notes is the natural thing this young fellow coatless and baggageless had come from some lonely mine twenty miles off and was casually going up to julian ten miles away on the top of the opposite mountain to take in a fiesta of horse racing and general hilarity with a barbecue and an all-night dance to wind up with tomorrow morning he would light-heartedly start for home fully satisfied with his little jaunt he was a friendly chap and suggested my turning back and taking it in with him and to encourage me he displayed a handbill which declared every cowboy and cowgirl in the universe to be welcome when i pointed out that i did not fall under either head he replied that any fellow that rides a pony was eligible but my road lay eastward and with a well then adios and a wave of his hand he skittered away down the mountain an hour more of climbing rock took us to the divide kawea is never happy with this sort of country he reminds me of the ingenious excuse of the defeated syrians their gods were not gods of the mountains but of the plain it is always weary work with him on rocky trails and puts my temper on a strain so it was a discontented pair that plodded down that interminable canyon of sand and boulders jokingly termed a road the afternoon was sultry with clouds to the south and west portending storm though eastward over the desert the sun glared down as fiercely as ever the canyon opened at last into a brushy expanse called mason valley from the name of some old settler through a narrow gateway in the mountain wall to the north known formerly as a puerta de san felipe the old stage road climbed up to the san felipe valley and thence to warner's and the coast the first vehicles to pass through it were the wagon train of the mormon battalion under lieutenant colonel cook in eighteen forty seven on their long trek from fort leavenworth to san diego the colonel has given a vivid picture of the difficulties they met at this point where a way had to be hewed with axes through the rocky pass before the wagons could proceed a naturalist friend who makes mason valley his occasional home had made me welcome to the use of his cabin and much more important his haystack about dusk we arrived at the place but found he was away unluckily too his well was out of order so we had to go on to the next settlers for water a rainfall averaging two to five inches would not seem to offer much inducement to the farmer yet here as at borrego three or four men have taken up homesteads and are holding on in the hope that some day matters will improve through the striking of abundant water by deeper borings meanwhile it is mainly the jackrabbits that profit by the crops planted by the pioneers of mason valley and indeed the jacks of this region are giants of their kind as they bounded away with that inimitable grace and ease i was almost tricked into thinking they were antelope this valley is a natural plantation of agave and i saw many traces of the pits in which generations of indians had baked amouche 
these indians like those of santa rosa were happily placed as regards climate within the distance of two or three hours travel they had the perfect winter temperature of the desert or ideal summer surroundings among the timber and running streams of the laguna mountains with a surplus of game and a wide choice of vegetable food their life on the physical side was far from being one of hardship the canned beef and phonographs wrappers and trousers we have conferred have not made them sincerely happier and the rattletrap houses we persuaded them to live in are but a means to consumption and pneumonia it is seldom a kindness to give anything the need of which has not come to be felt from mason valley the road passed over a divide into a larger valley called the vallecito low mountains bounded it on the north and on the south rose the higher wall of the lagunas with pines trimming in the edge and seeming to reproach me for the visit i had failed to pay this long canyon dropping from valley to valley is the course of one of the desert's considerable streams the carrizo only a trained hydrographer would suspect it however for the flow is wholly underground for nearly all the year and comes to the surface only at times of unusual rain the heat was intense for we were nearing desert level and the landscape wavered like a picture on a screen ocotillos covered the valley closely and the hillsides more scantily a few struggling up to the crests where their skinny arms moved in the breeze as if signaling of some rare sight that i should come and see at the lower end of the valley some arrangement of the strata brings the moisture to the surface to form a cienega with a few mesquites and much salt grass and sacaton nearby stood the long deserted stage station an ample picturesque building of what at first sight i took to be adobe bricks of the usual kind but found were blocks of natural sod from the cienega it is the only structure of the kind that i know and the material appears to answer its purpose well better in fact than adobe it was interesting to note the rough but solid construction not only the walls and the square pillars of the veranda but the roof was built of sod and in flat bricks about nine by eighteen by five inches the rafters were of natural pine unsquared on this crosswise were mats of willow poles interwoven with strips of rawhide now brittle with age on this crosswise again was a layer of tules then the sods closely fitted together and cemented and surfaced with adobe mud a similar mortar was used in the walls and pillars in the wide sunny silence the old house made a charming if desolate picture these structures made of the very earth have preeminently that air of fitness to their surroundings that is the first commandment of taste in building hence the peculiar beauty of our california missions simplicity is inherent in the material for elaboration is impossible in adobe the low round arch is its highest flight and the style accords with our gentle coast landscapes almost as if the building had grown spontaneously from the soil though other fashions of architecture are greater statelier or more ennobled by genius and imagination no other is so natural so coherent so familiarly pleasing in a word so humane the old vallecito station slowly rounding and crumbling back to its original earth seems in the same way suited and almost necessary to its place i would have given a good deal for the power of visualizing the scenes that this whole place has witnessed 
Seventy years is not a long term, and the Warner's Pass stage road has at no time seen anything that could be called a tide of travel. But for grip and interest, I fancy that the life lived and the tales told around that old fireplace would hold their own against the best that any wayside inn could show. Many of those pioneers, the very last of whom were now close upon the final destination, came this way with scars of Apache arrows and notches on rifle butts that meant stories that would make movie men bite their fingers for envy. Here passed bands of jingling caballeros in the anti-gringo days of the forties, and here came Kearney's dragoons and Cook's nondescript Mormon battalion, and many of those great plainsmen to whom every trail from the Mississippi to the coast was like one's private shortcut cross lots. Much of the great California gold rush came this way, and a later generation of gold seekers found this the handiest route for quests into the superstitions or cocopas, chocolates, or huachucas. Engineers from Lieutenant Emery's 1846 military reconnaissance of the 32nd parallel, down to the party whom I met near here a few years ago, looking out aeroplane landings, have all found Vallecito Springs invaluable as a base of operations and it may be reckoned that many a fugitive from justice has found this the easiest way to cheat the sheriff by the time-honored method of skipping across the line, since the Mexican border is but a few miles away. All the morning I had seen hardly a token of animal life. A roadrunner, perhaps, but no other bird, nor beast, nor even reptile. Here I found flycatchers and a woodpecker or two gathered in a cottonwood near the water trough that the county authorities have placed here for the benefit of cattle and cattlemen. Dragonflies were patrolling over the Cienega, and hornets were busy at their Masonic labors on a branch overhead. It was altogether a seductive place, and I had to resist an inclination to let the afternoon slip away in a prolonged siesta. At a little cabin on the farther side of the Cienega, I found a lonely settler who runs a few head of cattle on these dry ranges. With him, as it happened, was a prospector who for years had made this part of the desert his beat. This meeting made my opportunity for seeing a remarkable gorge known as Split Mountain Canyon, which I had been warned not to attempt to explore without a guide who knew the intricacies of the badlands that must be crossed to reach it. By good luck, this prospector needed to visit certain claims of his near the outlet of the canyon. We agreed to join forces and arranged to meet next day at a spot a few miles farther on called Aguacaliente, the almost inevitable name for any place in California or Mexico either where warm springs occur. Next morning, then, I took my way again down the Carrizo Creek Canyon. Crossing a divide, the high country I had lately left was soon lost to view, and on either side rose pale, ashy hills that dipped lower and lower till they sank into the level. They looked the very stronghold of draught, a scattering of drab brush only serving to mark their ugliness and hopeless aridity. The ocotillos grew few and small. Even the agaves were yellow and stunted. When the road dropped to the dry riverbed, smoke trees and desert willows appeared as in duty bound, but they had a pinched, last gasp looked that intensified the misery of the landscape. The loose sand made the hardest kind of going, and the sun dealt his fiercest stroke. Over the mountains to the south hung the brown haze of a forest fire which had burned intermittently for a week. 
the thought of those smoking hillsides going up with crackle and roar and league-long sheets of flame gave the final touch to the torture of heat i felt as if the skin of my face would crack and shrivel off and wondered if any mortal man could possibly be fighting that fire that day at close range at length i saw against the gray hills a tiny spot of green that i hailed as my landmark arrived there i found my man with his two horses already in camp he seemed surprised to see me and remarked that he had not expected me to show up had thought that i should back out and go by the nearest way to imperial valley seeing i was so near split mountain he considered was a crazy place for anyone to go on without better reason than i had named the spot was pleasant for a desert camp three springs of good though warm water broke out on the hillside and fed a strip of green grass dotted with mesquites palms and tufts of arrowweed some mineral contained in the water has built up mounds of a whitish deposit giving the appearance of geysers or miniature volcanoes as the next day would be sunday and the forage would carry us over we agreed to postpone our start till monday in the evening we had a small campfire not for warmth but for the look of it and wilson entertained me with episodes in the lives of sundry coyote charlies shoot em up smiths and other local celebrities he also had gruesome tales of men who had come to their death in the region we were about to visit the spot where frenchy's boot containing a leg bone and part of a cake of navy plug was found the monument that newt dolan must have missed in the dark and so taken the wrong branch of the dry wash from which he never emerged and other points of interest he would show me on monday if he didn't forget in most cases though there was no memento they had merely as he compactly put it gone in and stayed a case in his own knowledge was a young man from syracuse who had arranged last summer to meet wilson at carrizo springs and accompany him through split mountain canyon as he did not arrive when expected wilson went on alone leaving word in case the other came later that he was not to try to follow him but wait for his return next day the young man appeared at carrizo springs and disregarding the advice started with a small quantity of food and water to follow wilson by his tracks he had not been seen of or heard of since the badlands had engulfed him and like many more he stayed it was fine to lie at leisure next morning careless of time and watch the coming of day an uncertain pallor stole into the east while the morning star was still low on the horizon it strengthened imperceptibly to a silvery light unearthly and shy and holy a stain of orange came flushing quickly to crimson but the color vivid as it was did not escape beyond a narrow belt of horizon and met the indigo of the upper sky where the stars still shone with scarcely a tinge of change then over the crimson came a glow of gold the stars grew pale and suddenly were quenched when the gold gathered into one spot of quivering glory intolerably bright a moment of crisis and up strode the sun and began flinging abroad his terrible largesse well tyrant i am but a puny son of one of thy tiny puny planets but hark i defy thee the day was helped along by occasional visits to the largest of the springs where a bathing hole has been formed I do not know whether by nature or by man. A tall rock made a slip of shade where we huddled between times. 
the horses strayed from bermuda grass to screw beans and back or lay wondering what would be the penalty tomorrow for this unwanted ease today at evening after watching all day the dull changes on the colorless hills i was once again startled by the magic of sunset leagues of gray slope and plain that had seemed thrice dead drained of color were changed in a breath to hues the most enchanting and spiritual with no divinity at work could mere physics laws of refraction and so forth achieve this heavenly splendor by blind automatic result End of chapter 15